Hey everyone, it's Dave from Struggle City coming in with a quick update on Season 3. So instead of starting Season 3 today like was originally planned, we're going to be pushing that back two weeks. Instead of the first episode of Season 3 being released today, we are going to be giving you guys a little bit of a taste of what happens over on our YouTube channel. So if you guys are purely podcast listeners, maybe you can go over and check it out after listening to this. So the taste of the YouTube channel that we're giving you today is from one of our favorite shows to record. We Speak Old English. And in this episode, which is the first episode of this uh, series, is on Hamlet. It's when we talk about Hamlet. We answer some questions that Missy uh, created and we do an in-depth discussion on uh, some of the questions and some of the themes of the, the play or the novel, depending on what we're talking about. Uh, we hope you enjoy. It's uh, the insan uh, insanity that you expect from us, but also you get to see a little bit more of a classier side from us. Thank you. Stay safe and stay healthy. Welcome to Struggle City. Now we only have to wait two seconds for Dave instead of five, and I'm still not used to it. Whoever, so, why do we ever wait? So that he has room to edit. Whoever it. waited. <laughs> God. That's a good point. Um, Today is a very important and special day because we are recording the first ever episode of We Speak Old English. Old English. Old English. Ye old, old English. We're finally yes. realizing David's dream for this uh, channel. Yes, this is what we originally <laughs> wanted uh, Struggle City to be about. And today we are going to be talking about the sweet prince Hamlet. I love Hamlet. Ooh, I love it. Quick sidetrack. You know, you, know how they, <laughs> you know how they put the ye in front of things? Yeah. Do you remember anything from our English language class? Ye. Not really. I slept in that class, That's true, man. You did. So the ye, the Y is not actually a Y, it's a thorn. Oh my god, thorns! I do kind of remember that. And what sound does thorn make? I don't fucking know. Okay. T-H. Okay. T-H-E. The. Okay. Yeah, so ye is just the. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I actually enjoyed that fucking class. Let's talk about fucking Hamlet. So when I was reading these questions, Assholes. I was listening to Hamilton. Ugh. That's not the same. It's Just a, because it has it's Hamlet. It's actually worse. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I reject reality and accept my own. Hamilton yeah. is great. It is actually Here's the thing, the worst. though. Um, I taught Hamlet for student teaching, and so I came up with 15 questions for the students to answer and, and prepare for um, for a Socratic seminar. So that's essentially what we're doing now so all of these questions i came up with just saying you sure i found a few on spark notes <laughs> i mean there's like obvious ones that like are kind of like do you well, hear that it's the sound of miss patting herself on the back no, it's not. <laughs> i'm holding my giant mug of water <laughs> it's not that busy. giant it's this is big. a giant mug this is pretty big so hamlet <laughs> hot takes real quick let's not look at the questions yet what do you think about it? I love Hamlet. It's fine. It's not my favorite Shakespeare. What's your favorite Shakespeare? Uh, sometimes it's Macbeth. Sometimes it's The Tempest. Sometimes Midsummer's Eve, because I really enjoy Puck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Or Midsummer's Night Dream. I'm sorry. Midsummer's Eve. What the fuck? Oh. You were thinking of like. I was thinking of the Midsummer. douche. The douche. Huh? Summer's Eve. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Off. I'm tired. Okay. I'm tired. For some reason, okay. my mind went to douche. And maybe I was thinking of Midsummer. Yeah, because that's where I went. Because it's a great movie. Sure. Anyway. Um, Dave, your initial thoughts on Hamlet? Um, I, last time I read it fully was my senior year of high school. 
and it was the only Hamlet, uh, it's the only Shakespearean play that I really got excited for. Okay. So, I mean, I have fond memories of it. I love it. No, that was Britlet 1, wasn't it? Where we read Hamlet. Yes, because I had my ridiculous book. Right, you had your giant, stupid, like, coloring page (laughs) book. I had ordered Hamlet online, and I didn't realize that, like, it was going to come out this way. But it was a giant book, and it only had, like, five lines per page or something. It It was was ridiculous. It was legitimately gigantic. It was... (laughs) It was like the size of a scrapbook. It was really big. Yeah. But I think that kind of helped, though, because if I, like, I might have been a little bit intimidated. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, it was fine, I guess. <laughs> um, but I also really love it because I've, I've known this plot for so long because I loved The Lion King when I was little. Mm-hmm. And it's the same fucking story. Right. But so, hmm? But better. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, fine, it's but... not Disney-fied. Jerkified, Disneyfied, um, Anyway, um, yeah. So, I, it, did you just make a TikTok? Follow us on TikTok. Oh my god! God damn you with your stupid Vine <laughs> shit! It's not Vine. It's TikTok. It's TikTok. Vine. It's different. It's cultured. Culture. Uh, <laughs> culture. <laughs> it's culture, like wow. cheese. <laughs> You're right. It's moldy and smelly, but it still tastes good. That's no. true. <laughs> That's true. Anyway. Um, but yes, so I had also read Macbeth when mm-hmm. I was in high school. And between the two, and I read Romeo and Juliet as well. But between all of these, Hamlet's my favorite. Specifically for To Be or Not To Be. Because I, I resonated with that so much. And I just loved it. I thought it was wonderful. Did you like his tragedies more or his comedies? Tragedy. I'm, I'm a big fan of his comedies. Like Much Ado About Nothing and Twelfth Night, I think, are great. She's not happy because there's a child downstairs. Oh. Okay. Oh. And the other thing about Hamlet, my senior year, I really enjoyed... It was my first introduction to, uh, like, literary study. Because my teacher introduced us to a couple of essays about Mm -hmm. um, Hamlet and his madness and his mental illness. Mm -hmm. And he gave us the opportunity to look through some of these papers, which we never were given that opportunity before. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so it was like... I guess Hamlet kind of kindled that love of, like... No. Taking a deep dive into it, nooked that love. You worked for Barnes and Noble, <laughs> <laughs> but I have a Kindle, and I worked for Barnes and Noble. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> uh, you want to just jump into yeah, it? Yeah, we and... might as well. Um, now the, I mean, Ooh, can, before we jump into it, can yeah. I tell a quick story? Sure. Years ago, when I went to Bucks, uh, one of my friends was the head of the drama department there. Mm-hmm. So uh, my friend Dan and I went to go see her production of uh, this play called I Hate Hamlet. It's great. It's hilarious. Okay. It's satire. You would hate it. I would. And it's all about <laughs> the production of a, of a performance of Hamlet mm-hmm. and with the actor having stage fright and then summoning <laughs> the spirit of Richard Burton, <laughs> who played Hamlet ah. in, a, in the play. But one of the, the lady, the girl that played Ophelia, who besides being... Uh, smart I don't endowed I guess okay yeah <laughs> okay uh, she was quite dumb ah. and there was a weird line where I forget why she was yelling the name Ophelia but just in the middle of the play she yells the name Ophelia and grabs her tits what the heck and it was just hilarious <laughs> Jesus Christ and there's like this weird emphasis on the feel part 
as she's grabbing herself. Ophelia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. I love Ophelia. I wanted Ophelia to be more involved in the play. I thought she was going to be. She was son. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I actually we, like really love. She was a, a character that couldn't float on her own. Oh my god. We, we don't can't afford all the sound effects, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put that over there? No, you have to hold it. I put it on the fucking desk. Yes, put it on the put table. Put it on the table. It's what it's there for. We just had this conversation. I forgot <gasps> this was over here. Oh my god. Anyway, all right, let's just dive <laughs> yes. in then. Put her mug on my jerk-off station. <laughs> That's where you jerk off. That's a poor place. Your bed is right there. Your couch is right here. He stands on the couch. It's, it's, also, it's also a joke. Yeah, and I'm adding to it that joke. Good. let's just fucking talk about hamlet already god all right so the first question are we going to go in order it doesn't matter or do you just want to kind of jump into it because i i have a shit ton of stuff on did Ophelia commit suicide do you want to start like i have an entire conspiracy theory i mean spoilers Okay, so uh, we're going to be analyzing this shit oh, out of Hamlet, so yeah, there yeah. will be spoilers. Spoilers alert. I mean, like, if you haven't read it or heard of it or know it by now, then... <laughs> it's only been around You forever. might not have gone to school. Yeah. Might not have gone to school, or you just didn't fucking pay attention. That's highly possible. So, anyway, um, we can start with Ophelia committing suicide because the, you know, one of the uncertainties in Hamlet is did she drown by accident or did she commit suicide? Because in the play, it states that she was climbing a tree because at this point, like, she had actually gone crazy. Yeah. Um, like, she just broke. Oh. She did. She did. I have an entire different theory. Okay. Well, it, according <laughs> okay. to the book, though, let, let's right. start with the play. Okay? Yeah. 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 So she climbs yeah. the tree. Um, she's nuts, and the branch breaks, and she falls, mm-hmm. and she drowns in, like, a stream or a river or whatever. A uh, lake, I think. A lake. Right. I also have a few questions. And she, she drowns there. And some people think that she committed suicide because she was so distraught mm-hmm. over her father, her father's death and Hamlet. Being a jerk. Yeah, treating her like a piece of shit. So, David, what is your conspiracy theory? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, originally, I... I... I have two things here saying, yes, she did, you know, the lady in white, blah, 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 you know, innocent, and she did commit suicide. Um, and then I started detailing out the actions of that entire act, act four, scene seven. And it goes, Claudius and Laertes talk about Hamlet. They get a letter saying that Hamlet is coming back to apologize. And then they talk about uh, Hamlet getting stabbed by Laertes and being poisoned and all that, and they discussed that. And then, <clears throat> and then Laertes says that he will cut Hamlet's throat in church for his behavior and murder of his father. So my theory is that he, I, this is really fucking out there. Uh, I, I I'll, I'll read it word for word. If she were murdered, <laughs> which I think she was. Oh, all right. So I'm not crazy in thinking this. Right. Some of my students thought this too. It's okay. Because the the what is it? The act it changes another act after that, right? Mm-hmm. Act five, and that's when Hamlet comes back, mm-hmm. and he's come he's come back in secret. So I I'm a little bit confused in the timeline there. Like how 
Has he been back? Does he know? He doesn't know about Ophelia, correct? He doesn't know about Ophelia mm. until they're burying her. So my... Th- okay, well, that throws my th- theory completely out the window. That's okay. Keep going. Yeah. But um, originally it was they killed Ophelia in order to get Hamlet to come back. To draw him back mm-hmm. in. But that wouldn't make sense because he was supposed to be killed over in England. He was supposed to be, but they cl- that clearly wasn't happening. Well, no, but nobody knew he was coming back except for Horatio. Hamlet sent that letter basically saying, like, hey, uh, I'm coming back. And he only gave it to Horatio because he only trusted Horatio. Okay. Then, because they get, they catch sight of the letter in this, in this act. Who? Um, what, uh, what is it? Claudius and Laertes. They see the letter. They, they read the letter. Okay. Is that after he's already back? This is before... Well, this is before we know he's back. Okay. In, in the graveyard scene. Right. So we don't know he's back yet. Right? Right. That doesn't sound familiar to me. I'm oh. pretty sure. Let me check. Because <laughs> I... We have the book. I've, I've read... a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so Act 4, Scene 7... Just Claudius and uh, Laertes talking about, you know, They're plotting playing. murder, mm-hmm. and then a messenger enters with a letter with letters, mm-hmm. and then right here is um, Hamlet's letter, high and mighty one, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. um, and then where is it? Something about being naked and <laughs> Normandy. What's the point? Mm-hmm. And then after he says he cut, he'll cut him, Gertrude enters and then mm-hmm. tells them about the bad news about his sister. So then, do you think that Gertrude killed her? Yes. There, yeah, there's a possibility in that because okay, so she hears it. She hears about it, or Hamlet hears about her death from her from Gertrude. Yeah. So no, Hamlet heard no. about her death because he saw, saw them the body. bury her. But the details the details of the death are from Gertrude, right? Yes. Which right. And that's suspect. Right. Because Gertrude in her, in, has her own agenda. Sure. She was the only one who said all of this. And some of my students had mentioned that, too. Like, they thought that Gertrude killed her. But there wasn't enough motive, in my opinion, for that. And she wasn't a big enough character. She wasn't I, like Lady Macbeth. I think there... Well, doesn't necessarily have to be enough. Nobody can be Lady Macbeth, first of all. <laughs> that, that bitch is her own self. <laughs> but my point being, like, she wasn't... Not unless, like, her own agency was to push Hamlet enough to take care of the uncle. That seems like a stretch to me. It's a Shakespeare. That still seems like a stretch. I, I don't personally agree with it, but, you know, that's fine. We never agree. We don't, and that's okay. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, these are... The whole one of the big ideas behind Hamlet is is the idea of uncertainty, mm-hmm. and you can never be certain about anything. And so, right. you know, we have because all of this could just be happening in his head because he could have already been crazy from the get go. I don't think he was because he he legitimately mm-hmm. he would have made a great king from what we know mm-hmm. before Maybe. before he found out about what actually happened to his dad. Like, if Claudius had never been a thing, he would have made a good king. I don't think inheriting titles like that makes one a good anything. No, but he <laughs> he 
cared about his country. Yeah, sure. And he he was the only one who understood, like, hey, you're uh, Fortinbras, you're going to go and invade Poland for no fucking reason whatsoever. That's pointless. He was the only one to say that was pointless. All of these people Mm -hmm. are going to die. So that in itself proves to me that he's not insane. Sure. He has a good head on his shoulders. He's just distraught. Or he's just really good at faking. Well, people with depression are really good at faking. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that's we always can been. All add that. Yeah, that's uh, that's always been my theory. Is that he isn't insane, but he's definitely a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Like really, really fucking. Act- and good. acting is become such a core component of the story anyway that it makes sense. Right. Yeah. Which I guess that's still we don't answer any questions with because this is. <laughs> This is the play that has the uh, the line "All the world's a stage," right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Is it? No. Or is it? No. Is, is that it, "Taming of a Shrew"? Is that "Taming of the Shrew"? I'm it's pretty not sure. Hamlet. It's been years since I've read "Taming of the Shrew." No, I'm pretty sure okay. it's "Taming of a Shrew." I never read it, honestly. So I, don't... I mean, it's definitely worth a Google because I'm not I mean, even 100 sure. <laughs> you can just watch ten things I hate about you. I hate that movie. I love that movie. Um, I think it's great. So <laughs> we don't agree. <laughs> at, at the end of my little like Dude. trying to connect the line, the dots, mm-hmm. I also put "Is Hamlet a murderer?" Well, I mean, he, Not, he did... Ignoring the end. I'm talking about Ophelia. Because we don't know um, when he comes back. Could he have pushed her? No, no. He didn't kill her because she died before he comes back. But when do we know he comes back? Well, that yeah, that too. Like, well, we, we see him in the graveyard and then that's and it. And like, he's already written her right. off. Because she's of no use to him. But that depends because some people will argue that he really loved her. I guess. And that's why he pushed her. Mm-hmm. That that's. I think he loved her, but he he was too caught up in everything else that he had to turn her away. Had Hamlet been the murderer, I would think it's because she is a liability, because she was genuinely nuts, and whatever plan he had set in motion, she could have ruined it somehow. But she only became nuts after he killed Polonius. Right. So it's it's him covering up his mistakes. But he didn't even think that was a mistake when he killed Polonius. He didn't care. Right. Which could add to the idea of insanity for Hamlet. I don't think he killed Ophelia, though. I think that's a stretch. I think that it was mostly an accident, because if you commit suicide by drowning, one, that's kind of hard to do, because you can just come back up for air, unless you put, like, rocks on Mm. you or something or whatever. Once you get water in your lungs. That's it. But it just seems like a lot more difficult, though, to commit suicide by drowning versus, like, by gunshot. Also, like, the idea of the rocks, I mean, that's essentially what the dress was. That's right. a good point. Because I've right. been swimming all in clothes, the, all and there's the a clothes, pain in the yeah. neck to get and back And she up. had a lot right. of clothing. Yeah. So, so that's all it would take. I, I think she was not in the right state of mind to have that idea to commit suicide, Ooh, Dave, though. Dave either oh. just came or had an epiphany. <laughs> well, I was say. just thinking about it, because, like, clo- clothing floats for the most part. So the dress came up, and she basically waterboarded, waterboarded herself. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> that is horrible. Word. Okay. Yeah. I just came to that realization after like ten years of. That's okay. My God. See, that's what I love about literature, though. Like, you, can, <laughs> you can keep finding things out. You can keep coming to these realizations. Well, how often do you think of waterboarding, Dave? <laughs> Legally, I have to say not that often. Yeah, so moving on. <laughs> Um, we, we kind of touched on, um, the idea of Ham, did Hamlet actually love Ophelia? Yes, I think no. he did. But I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer in love. Maybe so. once upon a time? 
not not this current Hamlet. Okay. So I have a question. No. How long were they together prior to the story? Do we know? Not that long because uh, Polonius didn't really know about it. Okay. And so she, she obeyed her father so much that she would like have to tell him. So it wasn't much. And then Polonius had basically said, like, you have to stay away from him because he's going to use you. Like, he doesn't actually love you. And she didn't believe that because she knew the real him. And he, you know, for the for the most part, yeah. she knew the real him. And I don't think he ever was going to use her just for sex or anything. Like, I thought he legitimately loved her. Well, I, I'm kind of in between you two. Mm-hmm. I'm saying since their relationship wasn't really as matured as a regular relationship would be like say dating for seven plus years <laughs> yeah um that they were kind of like in that honeymoon stage where you you say you love someone but you don't truly know who they are mm-hmm. right um and it's very much a lusting over a love we so had, there's more yeah. of a lust. We had talked about that in class as well, the idea of love versus lust and which one is more powerful. Um, and everybody had said lust in the beginning is more powerful and then that kind of fades and love no. takes over. Because love is just lust with agency. I like that. Yeah. yeah, love is just lust with agency. Yeah, he just Com- said that. Coming to a t-shirt near you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I like that. Because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't think he loved her? No, I do. She, and you're she was just yeah. a, She was a piece on his game board. I like how you said that to me. Though. <laughs> she was a piece on his game board. Coming to a t-shirt near you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then the idea of Gertrude. Then, if you think that Gertrude killed Ophelia, do you think that she had a part in killing Old King Hamlet? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think she definitely pulled the strings, but she didn't do anything. No, it, it's very much like Game of Thronesy, where she worked through cat's paws and just had others do the dirty work. I disagree because that's too much of Lady Macbeth. That's right. too much Macbeth. We're talking the same author, though. Yeah, but like it, you can't. Uh, they were not that similar to me. Like, okay, the whole thing with Gertrude is that she may have known I that just, Claudius. I, also, I just think women are evil. Wow. All right. The whole thing with Gertrude is that she, I think that she knew Claudius killed her husband, but not until after he did it. And then at that point, she knew that in order to um, remain queen, she had to marry him in order to, uh, you know, keep her status. So she's smart in what she's doing. Right. And that's something that the kids and I disagreed with, too. They all thought she was like this bimbo. I'm like, no, like she knows what the fuck she's doing. And she has to put on this huge act. Mm. And pretend like she has no idea. Which is why I think she was just marrying and just using every guy to get power. I also am curious at how long um, Claudius and Gertrude were together in some form prior the to the king's death. I don't think they were. I think he was always interested in her, but I don't think she ever made advances. I th- no. It was way she, too quick after the death. It's, it's not married. so much making advances. She knew... She was most likely aware, mm-hmm. and she just used that to her advantage. Right. Because once again, peace in the game. Right, but that's what I'm saying, too. But she's, yeah, she's just using him, and then he was just another one, and then after he died, she was probably just going to move on to another one. 
to maintain. Well, she died, so it doesn't. Right. So that was, that was a kink in her plan. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Because you you can't account you can't totally account for crazy. But she did love her husband. Sure. Her first husband. As much as one can, then I guess. Yeah, and she she was upset after he died. Yeah. Not to the extent that she probably should have been. Right. But she still was. It, it's just the whole idea of like I have to continue to be queen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I don't think she helped kill him, but I think she knew. But it's like, what can you really do at that point? You know. Just keep keep changing husbands. <laughs> now, could I add something onto this? No. Um, I'm gonna anyway. At the end, do you think she knew that there was poison inside that cup? No. No. I think that was one thing she did not account for. Because mm-hmm. I I keep thinking of her as like this like Cersei Lannister type, mm. where she just plots and schemes and plans, but overlooks those closest to her. And that's oh, that's good. That's the weakness. Well, I wonder if she had really, like, if she knew that Claudius killed old King Hamlet, if she had been secretly like watching him to protect her son, because I think she really did love Hamlet. Which that's the reason why I think she knew that there was poison inside that cup, that that was the intention of Claudius was to get Hamlet to drink the cup. And then kill off Hamlet. So she took the bullet instead. And then everything unraveled from there. And that's she, when everyone just murdered each other. But she she flat out said to Hamlet, to everybody, like, it, you know, if the drink is poisoned, it's the drink, it's the drink. And obviously it's the Claudius drink. was the one to poison it. So if she were to make some big announcement about it, I don't think that would completely match up with what you said. And plus, Claudius tried to prevent Gertrude from drinking it. Yeah. But then it's kind of like he can't just be like, "Oh no, you you can't you can't have this." Like he couldn't yeah. take it from her because then that would, you know, reveal ruin his everything. Plans. Yeah. Right. But she still, I don't think she knew that it was poison because why would she kill herself if she went to all this trouble yeah. to remain queen? I don't. She's she's not the self-sacrificing type. No. Not and even for she, her own son. No. But she she warned him though. That's the thing. Who's... So she could have warned him before actually doing it, before killing herself. And who's to say Hamlet was the next on her list? What for Pat. marriage, or some or something? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, like as fucked up as this play can be, it's for, not. It's well, not for that pa- much for power plays. Yes. All right. Sure. Because she could have been. Uh, what was the term? They gave Cersei in like that last season, like Mother Regent, something Queen yeah, Regent. It's like Queen, Queen, Queen Regent, Regent while her son is in charge. Yeah, so something like that. It's like your honorary queen because your son didn't marry anyone, right? <laughs> or he's yeah. too young. Or too young. Yeah. Well, Hamlet's almost like thirty years old in this play. Right. He's still yeah. living at home. But he probably would have still <laughs> given her. <laughs> you would too if you were a prince. <laughs> I mean, he was supposed to be king. He was supposed to be king. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Oh, look, another one. <laughs> so, um, can we not? I. So you sounded like the uncle from Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm looking through. The, I'm looking through the questions. 
Um, okay, here's a question. What do you think it means to be a man? Because that that was a hot topic. In and class. you like you have some, but you have like a weirder demographic for that. I didn't like well, that question. Because you have yeah, you have like hormonally charged teenaged assholes answering mm-hmm. that question. Yeah, yeah. all you, of the boys. And then it. here you have like two guys that would be considered like soy boy betas. Well, that's <laughs> that's almost why I'm asking you though, because you have like you're more mature and you can actually answer this question without being like, oh, testosterone penises. Right. right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just, so like I'm curious. Then what does it mean to be a man? Um, you're asking also asking somebody that doesn't really have much of a grasp on what it means to be a human. <laughs> Are you talking about it from the perspective of the novel or the play? Yeah. Because I, that lines up with teenage horm- testosterone yeah. hormonal bullshit. But he's like thirty years old in there. But he's also thinking not like not thinking with his brain. No, he's definitely thinking with his dick and his emotions. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? No, he's not. He totally very is. much he's think- wait a minute. He's ta- <laughs> okay, he's thinking with his emotions, absolutely, but he's not thinking with his dick. He wasn't he wasn't like that with Ophelia. And that was the only aspect that you can even make that argument for. Well, like, and he turned her away. Right. But thinking with your dick isn't necessarily thinking, like, what am, what can I stick it in? Then what does it mean? It's, like, dominance. I suppose. It's, like, it's dominance and power plays and taking out the competition. But you still... You, but that's not thinking with your dick. That's, that's think- very much thinking with no, your dick. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's thinking with your fucking brain. If... if yeah, the, it it all depends on how you're going about it. Okay, well, then Hamlet, then, was he... Quote, a man. No. I say yes. He was a scared little baby boy who was just mad at everything and uh, needed to burn down the world. I disagree. Surprise. See, I don't have an answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's kind of like the idea of what makes something real. You can't answer that concretely because to be a man, what the fuck does that even mean? Right. Well, then you have to look at what your perspective is on that and then compare Hamlet to it because I think Hamlet is a man because he did take action in what he wanted to do. He did protect who he loved to an extent. Why is it exclusive to men? Well. (laughs) (laughs) um, For like this question in particular? No, I mean like, but why, why is it exclusive to men? Women can't stand up and protect what's theirs they can but not for the play because it, mm. it's about hamlet it's about is him. it yes it is but believe it or not let's just say is gertrude a man for standing up for her son at the end and mm-hmm. warning him about the poisoned cup does her clip become gigantic oh my god no i wouldn't i but see i would never say like any woman like oh like she's a man obviously biologically no but in addition to that idea, idea <laughs> of um, you know, like the the stereotypical aspects of what it means to be a man, it, it for me it doesn't fit into what women. Not no, <laughs> let me think about it. Because um, when I think of a man, honestly, my picture of a man is so it's been so distorted throughout you know being alive mm-hmm. that it usually means rash decision making along with 
you know, not thinking clearly and making the the strong choice air quotes. Right. Um, Because it's like that's like the capital M man. Yeah. Barbarian type. Very testosterone driven. You guys make it sound so negative. Because it is. is. <laughs> That's so interesting, though, because I don't really... I mean, I, I can understand where you're it, coming it from. It absolutely is, because it's that idea of... So when I when I reference those as being the soy boy betas, that's like... Because him is like taking that almost alpha mentality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where he has to be top dog. Where he has to be the one in charge. No. But he takes it in such a like he's so not a man to the point where it's flamboyant yeah and all of the pictures also, also he was hella, also he was hella gay oh yeah no he wasn't especially for Horatio yeah no, but he, he wanted Horatio's but okay so <laughs> fun fact that the the quote goodnight sweet prince yeah um I, kn- I know about that okay I told you about that yeah so well, yeah I knew about it big gay mentioned, but yeah big gay was, I don't think he was he was big gay I don't think he was. Not that there's anything wrong with that, obviously, totally wrong because with it. Big I'm gay. half gay. What a fucking deviance. He, he, I don't think he was gay. He lusted for Ophelia, but loved Horatio. He right. only trusted Horatio. He, also, he, he also couldn't trust anybody fought. else. He couldn't even trust Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, his excellent good friends. He could not trust them because they were going to kill him. Because they weren't his friends. They were just... They were when they were young. They were childhood friends. Right, but not now because nobody is a friend, nobody is a friend to him. Except nobody... for Horatio. Nobody is important to him. Would Except you... for Horatio. All right, all right, all right. So I'm just saying. let's, all right, let's just go on this little tangent of Hamlet being gay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was. Hold on, let's let's think this out. the fact that no. that wasn't even important. Not though. just that being wasn't gay. Even an being big in gay. The play. <laughs> his whole issue is if he should or should not kill Claudius and avenge his father. Yes, but who does he trust more than anyone? Horatio. Who do you trust more than anyone? my significant other but that doesn't mean that though because i trust case just as much okay (laughs) but for the most part wow but (laughs) who was the only one who didn't betray him horatio who did he trust his legacy to horatio was the only one left yeah but he trusts that he would tell (laughs) the true story was that by design he kept Horatio out of it mm-hmm. for most of the entire but Horatio, story. Horatio was also smart. Wait, Shakespeare or Hamlet? Hamlet. Oh, okay, well, Horatio was smart enough to stay out of this, though. That's the thing. He was the scholar. He was the smart one. He was the the fly on the wall. He was the bottom. No, he he'd be the top. He'd be the top. <laughs> <laughs> he would so be the top. Let's be real here. Yeah. If he were gay. <laughs> What's the bottom bitch? <laughs> but no, I don't think that even has anything to do with this play. I, I mean, it has a lot to do with his relationship yeah. within the play. But that's not... that. I don't want to say it's not important, but it's not like a, a star contender of things to talk about in the play. I think it's interesting. It's a whole internal battle he has with himself. And then that just consumes him so much that he eventually attacks and, you know, breaks down every other type of relationship he could ever possibly have. I I, I guess from exactly what you just said, if you were to read this from a queer theory, that this closeted mentality is not good. No, it's not. It sucks. 
All right. Uh, I feel like we. I think I feel like we've come to a leveling ground here. (laughs) Not agreeance, but a leveled ground. Hamlet was by. I don't think he was. But there's no evidence. You know what? Maybe. (laughs) He did like that Ophelia. You know that sort of. He lusted her. Well, she lusted him too. Like it didn't. I don't know. I feel like it could have been a Gatorade bottle with a pulse, and he would have been fine. Whoa. What is? What do you mean? There's no evidence what? for this. <laughs> like you're looking at this as like he is just some whiny ass little boy who doesn't just, know just what the fuck to do. Pull. Oh my god, he was just a little boy. He wasn't. He was. Okay, I know you don't have a great relationship with your father, but Hamlet did. Hamlet had a wonderful relationship with his father, and so to find out that this horrible murder happened inside of your family, and you're the only one who knows about it. And you're you're not even a hundred percent sure if that happened because you don't know who you can trust. He also got the information from a ghost. That's what I'm saying. He didn't know who he could trust. He didn't trust the ghost right away. He had to come up with a plan to figure it out. All right. So that's a lot to handle. Let's let's jump into. I, I feel like these two questions would be good to coincide. Um, what makes something real, and uh, is Hamlet insane? Because I feel like they're good coinciding questions yes. that go one by one. One with. Uh, a more definitive answer versus one with no actual answer. Hamlet is not insane. He's crazy. Okay, so... <laughs> he's definitely not stable. No, he's not stable. He's distraught. He's upset. He's depressed. All right, also so... maybe a little schizophrenic. All right, so no. what makes something real? Hang I on feel... Hang on a minute. I, I appreciate you trying <laughs> to get a hold of I'm trying here. to get a hold of like, this. How, why is he schizophrenic? He got his information from a fucking ghost. Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Dave and I both just stood up. I stood up because you stood up because I felt it would be a good dramatic effect. (laughs) He wasn't the only one who saw the ghost. If he was, I could understand the schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah, But he wasn't the only one. It was Bernardo, it was Marcellus, and it was Horatio. Right. Yeah. But he talked to the ghost. Um, they, I think the other three just saw it. No, no they, they tried heard. to talk to it. They and were, it made noises at Right, they, they tried to talk to it. But Hamlet actually said he had a conversation with the ghost. Because the ghost didn't want to talk to Bernardo or Marcellus or Horatio because they didn't need to know what information yeah, he had. that sounds crazy. That's not crazy. That and he crazy. found out the truth. It, allegedly. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, the allegedly. Alleged, the alleged truth. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait a minute, because Claudius fucking admitted it while he was praying. He admitted what happened. So the ghost was right. So if Hamlet was just completely crazy and the ghost didn't even exist, how the fuck would he even know that? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that at at when he learned the information, that was the alleged truth. And until he got that confirmation from uh, Claudius that it was still alleged. And he didn't act upon it but he was still trying to um infer so it was still untested information that he got that's the only that's the only thing i had have to say until it was confirmed by claudia uh, claudius that claudius. <laughs> uh what what he did so it wasn't until that confirmation came then any of hamlet's actions became justified but even prior to that to go as far as he did to get the justification is a little out there. Right. I don't think it was. He he may as well have been consulting like chicken bones and crystals. What? He he did hire an entire like Uh he did not hire them. They came. The players came. Okay. Yeah, they all were right. just like traveling. They all right, but he still told them what to do. Well, he asked, you know, can I just give you some speeches to see. It wasn't like he constructed this entire play and script and all of that. Like he 
was very into it, obviously, but... He, he did, he basically did write a play. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't. He, was he, had, like, he had his own fan fiction going. Shakespeare has a boner for a play within a play. Big boner. He loves that. Now. He It's in everything he does. It's almost as big as the boners he had for other dudes. He might have. I mean, did he Shakespeare did exist? He, d- <laughs> he did leave his wife for like seven years. Maybe he was experimenting during that time. Oh, playwriters? Oh, yeah. I wonder if he was a top or bottom. Sounding with quills. Big game. <laughs> I feel like he would have been a bottom. Anyway. Well, there's the title. Shakespeare's a bottom. <laughs> I don't know. That, um, that, is, that is the title. Anyway. And I don't care. Okay, that's fine. Um, um, but yeah, what makes something real? What what makes something real? This one, there is no really right answer. There is yeah. no real answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, for me, I wrote, good question. Thank you. <laughs> um, because what is real for one person might not be real for another. Reality can only be re- observed and confirmed by the person observing it. Mm-hmm. To say that something is real or true for another person is false. So what's real for you, Casey, might not be real for me. Mm-hmm. Probably. Which is isolating. It's so isolating to me. But I, when I came up with that question, or I thought of that question, I went back to Mackenzie's class. Mm-hmm. I don't think you were in that class, though. I think it was just me. And it was, it was like Nietzsche's theory of things, where, like, I forget exactly what it was, but, like, she drew a tree on the blackboard. And she was like, okay, this is a tree. Is it, was it Nietzsche's? It was in structuralism, right? I don't remember. I'm pretty I, sure I it's structuralism. It was yeah. You two debate this. I'm using the bathroom. Good okay, luck. Have fun. Uh, it, <laughs> it was structuralism. At, okay. Um, but it was like, that is a tree, and that is a, a, an agreed upon word. Right. That, for the thing that I just drew. Yeah. Yes. And then we would look outside, and she's like, you know, what are those things outside? And we were all like, trees. And, they, and she was like, but no, because that's a tree. The thing I drew was a tree. Mm-hmm. And so that idea of. Even though it's it's the same word, it can't be the same thing. They're two different things. Yeah. Right. So that whole idea of what is real and what is not, um, it, it's exactly what you said. You know, it, it depends on your perspective because I could experience something and have it be real in my reality. Exactly. And you may never experience something like that. Or yeah. You, you know, like it's just, it's interesting. It's a very deconstruction, deconstructionalist view of the word real. Mm-hmm. The fact that real already has an agreed upon definition, but that definition is not true to everybody. Well, a lot of my students had also said it's something that you can experience with your five senses. And I was like, well, that's interesting. But what about, well, I mean, I because feel and touch are different, too. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling is something you internalize while touching is something is external. Right. So like everything like in regards to emotions and things like that. And they were like, oh, well, that's a good point. And then I was like, yeah, because there's different levels of these emotions that people feel as well. And so that's like a different level of realism. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. And then there was something else, too, about it that I... Maybe I can jog your memory because I have a second definition. Oh, go for it. Um, real is something that is considered true or things or ideas that are providable, provable with facts. Mm-hmm. That, that's the more structuralist view of it, saying that this book is real because it is a book and I can touch it. Right. That is something I can prove. That is real. Mm-hmm. Now, I think a better question would have been for this is what is true in relationship okay. to Hamlet. Because what is real is, you can say, it's provable by facts because mm-hmm. that is real. Yeah. True, you have three different versions. You have what you're saying, 
what they're saying and then what actually happened. It's still very nebulous, and there is no way of actually cracking that nut truth. But there would be if we had cameras everywhere. I'm just Ooh, saying. And you would still, <laughs> but then you're still taking out intention. You're still taking out the human aspect, and there's sure. So the truth is still not there, even if you're visually watching it. Unless you are inside that one person's head, you're only getting that one side of the truth. You don't know what's happening for the other person. Well, we had also <clears throat> talked about the idea of schizophrenics. Because things to them that are very real are not real to us whatsoever. Like, the voices they hear, um, the hallucinations, like, people will hallucinate. And it's like, that's so real to them. And it's not... Exactly. ...to us. So, like, what is... Like, there can't be any overarching idea of what is real or what is true. Because it's different for everybody. 100%. Yeah. 110%. Right. So, um, in regards to Hamlet... The original start for that question was, you know, was the ghost real? Um, And everybody had said, yes, the ghost is real, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But nobody else saw it. It wasn't like Claudia saw it. It wasn't like... And Gertrude didn't see it. Mm. And that that was a big contender with my students. They were all like, oh, well, how come the queen couldn't see the ghost, like, right after um, Hamlet killed Polonius? So why do you think that was? Uh, Because Gertrude had a hand in it. Okay. She was too close to the sun. So she got burnt. <laughs> so we, we were just talking about um, Casey's back, by the way. He's done peeing. Nope. Okay. So we, we were just talking about um, why Gertrude couldn't see the ghost right after Hamlet killed Polonius. Oh, yeah. And my response to that was that she had a hand in his murder right. so therefore he chose not to appear to her but he protected her because he kept saying to hamlet he was like you know don't get your mother involved with this she didn't you know like leave her judgment up to god and so if he yeah. if, if she really had um a part in killing him i don't think he would have said those things also like he maybe he wouldn't have known that she had a hand in it that's that's a possibility it's, it's not like it's not like when you die you gain omnipotence or, I think you do. or she, he knew she had a hand in it, but didn't pull the trigger. So he's like, I cannot make that judgment myself. Right. right. That is up to God. He that did is, really love her, though. Yeah. So that also might have had a play in it that, mm-hmm. you know, let God make that decision because I'm, yeah. I can't. But then I wonder, because th- at that point, Gertrude was like, yeah, you're batshit crazy because you're talking to somebody who isn't here. Um then I wonder if uh, he should have appeared before her because that would have helped Hamlet. I feel like that would have been too much of a cop out. Yeah. Okay. Like that, that would just been bad writing. And all right. He's done. Sure. Shakespeare's done plenty of that. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, I'm 100 percent with your students on this one that the ghost was real. That yeah. if it was just Hamlet, or even just Horatio and Hamlet who saw it. Then I'd be like, yeah, that's total BS, whatever. Um, but it was two ad- two additional guards or three additional guards that also saw it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, well, these two nobodies <laughs> yeah, <they laughs> saw this ghost as well. Yeah. And they, they told Horatio about it. And then Horatio told Hamlet. Mm-hmm. So the ghost is definitely real. It's the how valid it is to be his father is the real question. Like the validity oh, I there. think it was. There, there was no other... There's no other room for somebody else to 
be the ghost. I'll argue with your own quote. You believe ghosts to be omnipotent. So what if this was just a, a well-mannered ghost trying to defend the honor of someone who just passed? But then it would it would make more sense if it were his father because he was so close to him. And if it was just some like random ghost who knew everything, I don't think it would have made an impact as big as it did for Hamlet. It's the fact that he saw his father's face again. It's the fact that... Does he see his face? Right. Yeah. He could have been seeing anything. He just wanted to see the face, so that's what appeared. He's, it's, 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 like, it's like the Jesus and a piece of toast thing. But no, because the other guards saw it. They said it looks like the old king, and that's why they told Hamlet. And maybe that heavily influenced his own visions of it. I don't think well, so. Well, without looking up an exact quote, looks like would be the only words that I would mm-hmm. contend there. Because everybody in this is like an unreliable narrator. Yeah, I and disagree. I... I disagree. So, is Hamlet insane? No. Yes. Now, I'm in the middle. <laughs> this is normal. This is this is how it goes. I said, maybe. <laughs> um, there are a few moments when he seems like he can be reliable in his discourse. Does he actually see the ghost? There is evidence that others have seen it. According to Horatio, who is considered to be the grounding character to Hamlet. He's, he's definitely Hamlet's, you know, anchor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sees this guy. <laughs> they would get anchor tattoos together. Oh my god, just keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fact that Horatio is able to identify the ghost as the prior king, Hamlet's daddy, and tells Hamlet that he saw a ghost of who resembled Hamlet's dad, dead daddy. So I, I, I guess what I was really focusing on was the first scene. Yeah. And that kind of, it's like, eh, and then he starts going okay boomer on uh, Polonius. Oh, yeah. Well, Polonius was an asshole. Big boomer energy. Oh, yeah. I think at the bottom of this, I, I know I showed Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I put words, 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 and I put equals okay boomer. Is <laughs> <laughs> BBE, big boomer energy. Oh, my! I'm sorry. I'm appropriating. Okay, boomer. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay, so Boomer then, is their word. <laughs> so, was he a coward then? Because he didn't kill Claudius the first chance he got. I said absolutely not. Okay. And this is the only thing that I'm like absolute 100% sure of. Um, the one that I cited was that he got sent to London. The other one was he didn't have enough information to act upon uh, Clonius. Claudius? Claudius. Keep merging me. Claudius and Claudius. 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 That because he didn't have enough information, he had plenty of opportunity to kill him, but he he didn't want to act without intention. I have a question because I can't quite remember when Polonius was praying. Not Polonius. Claudius. Claudius. Jesus Christ. Yeah. When he was praying and asking for forgiveness. Did Hamlet know at that point that he did it? Like, yeah, because for sure. that's when he admitted it. That was he admitted. after the play, right? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. after the play because okay, so he ran away yes. and he asked for forgiveness. Here's the thing then. So he <clears throat> got the information from the ghost, mm-hmm. okay? And then he, yes, and then he um, fucking got proof from the play mm-hmm. that he constructed. So he has all the evidence he needs. And yet some people are saying, oh, you know, he um, 
he was procrastinating because he's a coward and that's why he didn't kill Claudius when he was praying and he was defenseless. However, he did it for religious reasons. And it was like highly religious reasons because if you kill somebody while they're praying, they'll go to heaven because they're repenting for their sins and he didn't want him to go to heaven. Right. Right. So then do you think he was a coward and procrastinating or do you think it was religion? That just sounds like plot armor. It, I mean, it kind of does, yeah. but also looking from the perspective of Hamlet, uh, wanting Pl- uh, Claudius, Claudius to go to hell, that's a good reason. Is mm-hmm. to religious belief that if he were praying for forgiveness, then he would go to heaven automatically um, to avoid that. Um, second would be, it would be too easy. Yeah. I feel like if he were to do it then... And he, he wanted to kind of make it a public show, too. Yeah, I he, don't think he did. I think he just wanted to do it. But I think he was kind of looking for excuses not to do it because he was scared. Because you're going to kill somebody. It makes sense that you were scared. He didn't want to be mm-hmm. like him. Yeah. Because yeah. his uncle murdered his his brother in secret. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to stoop to his level. But then he would have to face trial. And he wanted... he Honestly, I would imagine he would want to do that. This yeah. way he could get the truth out. But if he killed Claudius, like, in front of a whole bunch of people, without any type of reasoning, everyone's going to say, you're fucking insane and we're going to kill you. Okay. We're agreeing that he's insane. We're not agreeing that he's smart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's clever. He thinks he's going to all these great lengths in order to prove his father was murdered and to bring the killers to light. But, you know. Well, he did get Rosencrantz and Guildenstern killed. Yeah. Good. So he he <laughs> saved he saved himself. He's smart in that way. Yeah, he, he's crafty. He also okay. got rid of two key witnesses yes. of corruption. Otherwise, he was going to die. Okay, <laughs> then he if he was smart enough, he would have gotten around that. He would have came back earlier. He would have mm. you know. He didn't he exactly have a ton of time to figure it out. He had months. He had lots of time. He had months from was, the point he where he left a, to when he yeah, rolled back up in the graveyard. He, he had on, months. He was on a fucking ship. There, they, whoa, hold up. That was not months. That was not months that had gone by. Where, where is this? Denmark? Yeah. So the cross... All and they the, were going to England. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been a, a yeah. sizable amount of time. But he didn't go all the way to England because they were attacked by the pirates. Yeah, so they were on water. Which mm-hmm. that just felt like way out of line. It was real dumb. Yeah, Yeah. like, I didn't like that part at all. Like, that was stupid. Um, Even Shakespeare likes pirates. T-shirt idea. Boom, right there. (laughs) You're just coming up with all these uh, t-shirt ideas. That'll never happen. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay, though. Um, Fuck, there was another part. Oh, okay, so the idea of, um, this is kind of going way back to what we had talked about earlier, but Hamlet really loving Ophelia. So you can see such differences of what's, like a real type of love mm-hmm. um, with like Laertes and with Hamlet because when Laertes found out that Ophelia died and was going to be buried he jumped into her grave yeah. and was like oh my god like my sister and uh, Hamlet I think just kind of put on a show a little bit I think he, he, he had to top that he did because he had to prove that he really loved yeah. her and I think he did but I think he was also being a bit dramatic for you to say somebody being a bit dramatic is <laughs> I feel something. like, honestly, he was being a bit dramatic throughout the entire thing. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> he was a little bit, but it, it's a, it's a lot to handle, and he was so depressed. He was, he, guys, he was thinking about committing suicide for God's sake. Like that's fucking depressed. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not denying that. Yeah. 
hell yeah, he was depressed. And that was definitely, you know, now, now with that mental illness and all that, he... All that jazz. All that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's definitely, that's the driving force behind the entire yeah. thing is depression. And mm-hmm. there's a fine, I think, in, insanity and mental illness are connected. Mm-hmm. But there's that fine line that you're breaking once you go too far. Yeah. Like, and his point of going too far was killing Polonius. I don't think that was him taking that step. That definitely, the aftermath of that pushed him over the edge. It wasn't the act of killing him. It was the aftermath of killing him. I disagree, because you can't come back from that. That's, that was the climax of the play. <laughs> it, was, it was an intentional accident, though. That makes any sense. Like, he didn't know who he was... He thought he was stabbing the person that he wanted to kill. Right. Well, he he didn't know in general. He was hoping it was the kid, Yeah, he was... he didn't care. No, he was no, just he going. he did not care. Right, but so he, that action then of killing whoever that was, that's that's the breaking point. Because you can be mentally ill. One of my students had said this, and I wish that I had like, wrote it down because it was so good. Um, but they mentioned, like, mentally ill and being insane. You can have a mental illness, but it's that... It's the action that you take from that that determines if you have just a mental illness or if you have crossed that line into insanity. So for Hamlet, it could have started as a mental illness, and then once he killed Polonius, mm-hmm. that's where he became insane. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. To where he just mm. loses that self-awareness. Yeah. You know. I love Hamlet. I love it. And my students kept asking me, like, why do you like Hamlet so much? Like, this was so... Like, they thought it was kind of boring at points. But it's just that back and forth of what is the point? Why am I still alive? Why am I dealing with this? But then, well, if I kill myself, then there's all of this. And it's just, I love that idea. And that just might be my depression talking. But <laughs> I love it. I love it. I will say <clears throat> I enjoy Hamlet if only it gave me the best fan fiction ever. Fan fiction. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yes. It's great. <laughs> I had never heard of that until you gave that presentation mm-hmm. in class. It's a, it's a not only is it a terrific play, it's a terrific movie. If you want to borrow it, I have it. Okay. <laughs> it's hilarious. I, I mean, I, does it have a lot to do with Hamlet? No. Or? Okay. Hamlet no. shows up. Yeah, he's, he's there. But it's a side just, character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's I'll just read it. it's the is the 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 phil, the pseudo philosophical dialogue and bantering of these two idiots. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's just good because just the delivery, the timing is mm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's Tim Roth and Gary Oldman. Yeah. And they're just excellent. I do like Gary Oldman. Yeah. Oldman. Anyway, um I I want to uh, cover two more. Oh, okay. Bits. <laughs> this can be as long as Mrs. we want. Mrs. No, it's okay. It's just... is done. No, I'm not. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one more. Go ahead. One more. And they, um, the biggest theme in Hamlet. Uh, I the, feel like this is the an important question that we have to cover. The idea of uncertainty can present itself in numerous ways as well as drive one to in, insanity. That's a theme that I would take away from that because a lot of people would just say, oh, uh, madness. A theme cannot be one word. Okay, I don't know how many times I have to say that. A theme cannot be one word. Beat it into it can. No, it can't. It can. It can't because you can. If a theme, if okay, if the theme quote is love, what type of lesson can you take from that exactly? The theme is a lesson. 
So the idea of uncertainty, what? What? They are laughing at me at this point. No, 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 because I know how to work you up. Yeah, I'm like, Casey's doing this on purpose. <laughs> Shut up. I'm like, Casey doesn't give a shit. Fine, whatever. He's, I'm, he's I'm, well, I'm well aware that a theme is more than just a word. Okay, thank you, because my students were not. Step, right. step. <laughs> Fine, we're moving on. What would you say the fucking theme is? Oh my god. Uh, dedication. To what? <laughs> Dedication to the shtick. Uh, I'm so happy I did that. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I wrote, Dedication to the revealing of what is true, revelation of the truth at all costs, even mental sanity. I'll take it. You better, because that's what I fucking wrote. Okay. <laughs> Case? Okay. <laughs> Bitch. You wanted sass, I'll give you fucking sass. I didn't want sass. Casey wanted sass. <laughs> I didn't want sass. You so wanted sass. That's going to be a t-shirt now. That one's going to be. Sass. I wanted sass, so here's some fucking sass. <laughs> all about that sass. I'm all about that sass. About that sass. About that sass. No, no trouble. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, but what do you think the theme is? Uh, I honestly didn't put that much thought into this one. But, I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with my idea of unreliability and uncertainty okay. in everyone, in the idea of pursuing justice in the well, justice with quotes with this because it's the idea of everybody's right, everybody's wrong at the same time because mm-hmm. everybody has their own agenda mm-hmm. and everybody has their own perspective, everybody has their own narrative. Mm-hmm. They're all liars. They're all pieces of shit. They all deserve to die. Like and the they do. The not necessarily. A lot of the world. Sure. What? Yeah. And they all do. They except all do. for our good old top Horatio. <laughs> and Fortinbras. Fortinbras just comes in at the end and, and decides that he's going to be king now. I mean, yeah, good yeah. for him. He's the last one left standing. <laughs> well, besides Horatio. Like, if Fortinbras wasn't in it, Horatio would have been fine. He could have been king. Uh, Horatio would have just left. Yeah. He would have just bounced. He would have yeah, like, yeah, yeah, dipped. Done. He's like, rip my boyfriend, but, you know. <laughs> oh, God, they were not together. You're right, because it's forbidden love. Mm-hmm. The forbidden love was covered in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, but that wasn't gay love. <laughs> Hers was way more forbidden. Romeo and Juliet are just two prepubescent idiots fucking around. No, they loved each other. Horatio and Hamlet. H and H. Let's go. Oh my god. Anyway. Shipping. <laughs> I would highly recommend Hamlet. It is my it's one of my favorite plays. I'm not gonna say it's my favorite play, but it's one of them. I'm gonna cut you off right there real quick. Alright. I'm gonna be real. I wanna answer the rest of these questions. They don't gotta be today. But we should do a part two. Cool. I'm down. Because there's a lot of really good questions and a lot of interesting aspects that you do bring up. Like, here's a little bit of a teaser. Uh, how do family dynamics shape our lives? I thought that was a really interesting question, especially in, in, in context of Hamlet. Thank you. So I feel like we should tackle a few more of these questions next time. Okay. And we'll do a Hamlet part two. Cool. We'll see you then. Follow us on all the things. Hamlet (laughs) 2. We'll have one as well. Um, Yeah, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, YouTube. um, YouTube. Do not check us out on TikTok. Check us out on TikTok. Uh, We do things. David does things mainly. David does things. We don't. But it's uh, probably the most fruitful of all of our social media right now. Mm -hmm. So Instagram. Come at me. Anyway, yeah, we'll see you next time for Hamlet 2. Rock, rock, you rock me sexy Jesus. <laughs>